This is Rio of Madison Rising, and you're listening to our acoustic version of the Star Spangled Banner here on KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so bright? Stripes in bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming in the rocket's red.
are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at r-a-h-a-r-d-i-n. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit Amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up. You're listening to God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden. Richard will guide you through the Bible and help you find God's purpose for your life. Now here's teacher and author Richard Harden. Welcome to God's Pure Word of Faith. I'm Richard Harden, and again, I want to thank the Lord and the management of KLRN Radio for this great opportunity to share God's Word with you today. I'm going to be sharing about faith, and a particular topic in faith or concept is uh, our time to die. Well, just what does the scripture say about uh, our physical death here on earth, and what should we know about it anyway? But it all has to do with faith, because every area of our life is associated with faith, because everything not of faith is sin, the just shall walk by faith. And just so many good scriptures I'm going to be sharing with you in a few minutes. But before we get into this, though, I want to uh, share with you about my website. Because I have several videos uh, on YouTube that you can go to through my website. There's a link. And uh, and get some more concepts of faith other than just about health or, you know, dying or whatever. But uh, as the just shall live by faith, that means every area of our life is so... Uh, well, impacted by our idea of faith. Now, let me uh, share with you about my website. I'll be right back and be a little more organized in this. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at raharden.com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit Amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. 
Welcome back. Uh, in starting about faith, I know when I became a Christian, uh, I started reading through the scriptures, and I'd see these scriptures that kind of bothered me about faith, uh, like the one I mentioned to you a while ago. Everything not of faith is sin. You know, just well, just what does that mean? Uh, you know, God's answering my prayers, and I'm really enjoying this, and I would just really like. Uh, on fire for the Lord and everything, but this scripture says everything not of faith is sin, and I need to know more about faith, well, uh, to make sure that I'm not sinning. It's impossible to please God without faith, it says in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, it's impossible to please God without faith, for he that cometh to God must not only believe that he is, but that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, you've, you've got to believe that seeking him is worth the effort um, it's impossible to please God without faith but so many people you know uh, during those early years of being a Christian and everything I was seeking God for different things but I didn't know if I was you know doing it right or just what what is this faith it's talking about you know how does that mix in with it and everything well first I want to share with you just simply what faith is and to get cleared up, what faith is not, one of the main things being taught across our society is that Hebrews 11.1 1 is a definition of faith. Now, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is. So they say, well, it says faith is, so that means what's following it is faith. Well, this is true, but you'll see here it's not a definition of faith, it's just telling you how to identify the manifestation of faith in your life. For example, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So whatever your hopes are, you know, hope to be healed, hope to get that job, you hope, you know, uh, something else in your life like this. Uh, whatever your hope is, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now what this saying is that, that faith is a substance which fulfills our hopes even though we can't see it. For example, if uh, you and I were standing out on the side of the road and looking at a windmill out in a field, uh, and a kid comes up to us and says, uh, what's the definition of wind? And we say, well, wind is the substance fulfilling our hope to turn those windmill blades even though we can't see it. See, that's not a definition. Now, wind is what fulfills our hopes to make the windmill blades turn so it'll, you know, turn this generator down below, create electricity. That's our hope for putting the windmill out there is to, you know, get it to generate electricity for us when the wind turns the blades and turns the, you know, the uh, magnets and everything down there. Well, but that's not a definition of wind. And we can still say that wind is the substance fulfilling our hope to turn those windmill blades even though we can't see it. That only tells us if we're looking out at the windmill, we can see that wind is being manifested at the windmill if the blades are turning. If the blades aren't turning, we, we would know then, well, there's no wind blowing. Now, it doesn't tell us what's happening between here and there. If the windmill blades are blowing, I mean, windmill blades are turning, uh, that doesn't mean that there's wind between here and the windmill. All that tells us is at the windmill, the wind is blowing and causing the blades to turn. Now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All that is telling us is when, when we see our hopes being fulfilled, we know it's faith that's doing it even though we can't see it. So. This tells us in how we can identify and faith being manifested in our life. And then it goes on then. It's called the Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the faith chapter. Then it talks about through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. God speaking like it. By faith Abel did this. You know, without faith it's impossible to please God. By faith Enoch was translated. You know, and things like this. When our hopes are being fulfilled, when these things of God are, you know, just being manifested in our lives and everything, we know it's faith that's doing this. Now, what is faith? If that's not faith, what is faith? Very simply, in uh, 
Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So that's the first element you've got to, you know, be concerned about. Are you hearing from God? Are you uh, in your scriptures making yourself available to hear from God? Are you reading through there and, um, and asking him, you know, to speak to you or to, you know, come into your heart with the scriptures that you're reading like that, his words, you know, uh, transferring them into your heart, not just your head, not to just memorize scripture, but are you receiving his word and like this? But now it says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, but see only if you respond correctly. Now, how is the proper, correct response to God's word? Well, Psalms 119.9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Then it says, By taking heed thereto according to thy word. So taking heed to God's word, receiving it positively, um, is the only way to receive faith. So you can say, uh, Do I have enough faith for healing? Do I have this? Well, first, you've got to hear God's word about healing. You know, this is why we need to, you know, be seeking through the scriptures to find out, you know, in the area we're concerned about, what does God's word say about it? We inherit the promises by faith. We don't inherit the promises, you know, just because we become a Christian. They're made provisional to us, certainly. Our name is on the deed, and, and they're available to us. But one of the scriptures in uh, Hebrews says, let us, if anything we should fear, let us fear missing any of God's great and precious promises. Um, in Hebrews chapter 6, 12, it says, you know, that God just loved us so much that he double sealed the promises to us. He spoke them and then to just, in a sense, guarantee them, which he didn't really need to because, he, you know, he only speaks the truth and everything and backs up his word. But after he speaks the promises, it says he double sealed them to the heirs of salvation, to us, because he wants so much. And by that, it means he... he uh, promised that he wouldn't break the promises you see so he wants us to be living by his word um, the daily living of the just shall live by faith but we need to be studying God's word and seeing what it says about these different situations and like first John 5 4 says we have victory over the world through our faith our faith is our acceptance and obedience to God's word which we need to know uh, just on and on like this. And we aren't born with faith just automatically and just place your faith here and place your faith there. See, that's not correct. You can't just place your faith because faith comes from hearing God's word and you accepting or receive it. You can't place it anywhere. See, it doesn't make sense. And we hear so many ministers say, well, place your faith here and place it there. And and they're teaching then that we're born as babies and everything with faith and then when we come up to you know be a certain age and everything we need to make a choice and place our faith in Jesus and that sounds so good but it's not correct you don't place your faith in anything you can't you just respond and obey God's word to faith and uh, in obedience or you reject to unbelief unbelief is when you hear God's word and you reject it like the children of Israel when they came up to the promised land and they were afraid to cross over Jordan they didn't trust God enough that he had you know, help them with those giants over there. And after seeing all those miracles and everything, it says in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 19, they failed to enter in because of an evil heart of unbelief. And they departed from the living God. And see, when we reject God's word, we're departing from the living God because he and his word are the same. When he manifests something to us, that is God himself in our minds manifesting a message to us or, you know, changing things to where we have a message in our mind or heart that we know is God speaking to us. God and his word are the same. In the beginning was a word, the word was God, and the word was God and still is God today. He and his word are the same. That's why in Psalms 138, 2, it says he exalted his word above all his name because he, he, he wants us to honor his word, his spoken word to us. He wants us to honor it. In fact, it says in Hebrews, let's see, eleven twenty-six, that Moses esteemed the riches of Christ, Christ, a living word to him, God's spoken word to him. He esteemed the riches of Christ, living word to him, greater than all the wealth of Egypt. Let's see, and that's what it is, the creating power of God. First Corinthians one twenty-four, the power of Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. God's spoken word is his wisdom. Christ is his spoken word, wisdom. Christ is his spoken word and the power of God, the creator of the universe. Now, 
But for us to receive faith for whatever situation we're in, we need to be searching the scriptures and find out just what God's word has to say about it. In fact, in the scriptures, you know, if you have a health problem today and everything and you, you've been told that you have some kind of terminal illness or something like cancer or you've been told something else that, you know, that uh, you're experiencing, you know, like this and it, it, it's got you kind of, you know, really apprehensive about your situation and everything. Well, first in Proverbs, excuse me, in Philippians um, 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplication. Let your requests be known to God. So in other words, it's talking about when you start getting anxious about something, talk to the Lord about it. Talk to the Lord. Get your Bible out. Start reading studying His Word for your area and everything like this. And... Uh, See what God has to say to you about it, because faith comes by hearing, hear more to God, and so you you are the determining factor. Your choices are the determining factor. How much faith you can have or not, because see, God doesn't block His word from us. He wants us to receive more of it. So you say, "Do I have enough faith for this?" Or you know, "Do I even have faith?" Or you know, uh, some people say, you know, that uh, you got to have so much faith for healing or faith for this you've got to talk to the Lord and just receive his word see it's that simple faith comes by hearing hear more to God but you're the one that opens up your heart to God and his word so get out your scriptures and start doing that now and God is not a respecter of persons he, he doesn't just bless some people with more faith than others see because he wants to talk to all of us and he wants all of us then to receive what it is he's sharing with us and and to obey him in according to it that's why it's impossible to please god without faith is because you know if you're in disobedience in some area like it or like it says in second corinthians 2 10 11 forgive others lest you give satan advantage if you're rejecting to forgive someone you're rejecting and blocking god's love in your heart for that person and and that's a choice you make if you hold unforgiveness so you just say lord please help me please give me love for that person Please give me, help me to forgive that person. And see, get back in fellowship with God. So we each are the determining factor in our choices and everything, how much faith we will receive from God or how much of his word we will receive in us. Like Jesus says in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now see, we are the determining uh, factor on, on whether his word is abiding in us or not. See, he doesn't make us abide in him, and he won't keep us from it. The devil can't keep us from it. So we have to make the choices to receive. And then, like that one guy said in the New Testament, some of the promises are so great. You might say, Lord, I believe. I know them in my head and everything. I know your promises and how great they are. Help thou my unbelief. You know, what he's talking about. Help me receive your promises in my heart because it, they just sound so great. Like at John fifteen seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask what you will and it should be done. So right now, if you're in a problem like that with health and you're, you know, you're kind of you're scared, you're nervous, you're concerned, everything like this, get over that. You know, go find God's word to you and get that confidence of knowing God has spoken to you. Um, I know, well, I've mentioned it so many times in 1987 when the doctor called me and told me I had cancer, my hair wanted to stand straight up. But as soon as I hung up that phone, I went around, got in the living room on my knees before the couch, started praying, talking to the Lord. And when I got up from there, I had no more concern with it. I haven't had a problem with it since that day, that morning, you know, something like that. So uh, you take your concern to the Lord. Jesus, he's a, you know, when we turn to in situations, he's been through it all. We call out to Jesus for salvation. We call out to him for uh, healing and other things like this. And he sends his word. What is Psalms 107, 20 says, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Well, see, Jesus is the upfront spoker now, uh, spokesman of the Trinity now. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says, In times past, God spoke through the prophets and priests and like this. And he spoke individually to people, but says now that the Son, he's exalted Jesus to the fullness of the Godhead bodily and the upfront speaker. Now, call out to the Lord. Call out to him, you know, and um, seek for your area. Now, faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hear more to God if we accept and receive it into our heart. And like that 
I was talking about in the scripture said help thou my unbelief you might have to say it sounds so great in some cases Lord help me to receive your word into my heart I want to help me you know like that and then um, the just shall live by faith everything not of faith is sin we have a shield of faith if, if we're accepting obeying God's word as we go throughout the day and seeking to serve him you know it says that the shield of faith will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked now that that all the fiery darts of the wicked it might rain but the, you know on the just and the unjust but you know the just shouldn't be getting as wet as others because we have a shield from those fiery darts of the wicked now we're talking about faith here God is not a respecter of person I mentioned before he doesn't dump more faith on somebody else and like that because see, he doesn't force his way on us in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 you know again impossible to please God without faith he wants all of us to have the faith but uh, the verse I was talking about a while ago in Hebrews 6 12 it says be not slowful or be not lazy but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises you know reach out don't be lazy seek the promises seek what God has to say to you you know for uh, these different areas that you're really concerned about second chronicles 19 7 in the old testament says wherefore let the fear of the lord be upon you take heed and do it for there is no iniquity in the lord our god nor respect of persons see no respect of persons when a king was bad like king saul god took him out of office when a king was good god blessed him and and when they changed from good to bad like King Asa did when he was young he's a very good king walked with the Lord and everything and then after a few years of prosperity and everything he got kind of lazy and he started turning to Egypt for help and everything and turned away from the Lord see so and then he died of a foot disease because he wouldn't repent and turn back to the Lord but anyway uh, and he says God is not a respecter of persons nor taking gifts you can't give him something to make a deal with him you know you can't buy him off you know with a bribe or something like this the only way we can be pleasing to God is through accepting his word and obeying the faith in Acts chapter 10 34 Peter says uh, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons you know so each of us he he will speak to us personally in the you know the Old Testament day only the priest could, the high priest could go in once a year into the presence of God for the people themselves and everything each of us can go into God's presence right now if you want to you can turn to him right now where you are and just call out to him Lord please help me help help me to know that I'm doing what you want me to do I want that faith I want acceptance of being your word I know it, it sounds great and it's different but you know in every area uh, just like we can't be forgiven if we block God's love of forgiveness to us mark 11:26 if we're blocking God's love to someone else you know and, and holding unforgiveness we're going to be missing those blessings of forgiveness in areas of our life in uh, in healing did you know that 14 times in the New Testament the scripture state that Jesus went throughout all the villages and cities casting out evil spirits preaching the gospel and healing all manner of illnesses illnesses and sicknesses see all manner of illnesses and sicknesses casting out evil spirits went throughout all the villages and cities that's Matthew uh, what is it 935 Matthew 935 he went throughout all the cities and villages uh, healing all manner of diseases and sicknesses now see that that's a lot of people Jesus was healing and it was God's will for him to heal every one of them because he says he only did what his father told him to do and he only said what his father told him to say so every time he was healing one of those people it was his father's will and it's his will for us too it's his will for you now you say well you know do I have enough faith or not if you start seeking the Lord you have enough faith set yourself right now to seek the Lord say Lord please show me come into my heart and you know uh, forgive me of these things I've neglected and everything to be prosperous it says in you know Joshua chapter 1 verses uh, uh, let's see 8 and 9 says the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and thou mayest observe and do according to all the written therein for then, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success 
Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed or confused. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. Now that was a promise to Joshua there. But it's also a promise to us too. He wants to walk with us. The just shall live by faith, by accepting and obeying his word like you know he told Joshua there specifically to do. But that's to each of us too. You know, in the, what was it? First, uh, First John three eighteen, it says. Excuse me. First John three twenty two, says, "Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we obey His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight, and and we can only be pleasing if we're accepting and obeying His word." Now I'm going to be talking a little bit more specifically about our relationship to God as we're fixing to die and leave this world in just a minute but right now I'll take a short break and I'll be right back God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central 8 Eastern and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central 7 Eastern join him and let's turn our country back to God it only takes a spark to start a forest fire Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at rahardin.com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit Amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. Dot com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. You're listening to God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden. Richard will guide you through the Bible and help you find God's purpose for your life. Now here's teacher and author Richard Harden. Psalms 18.25 and uh, different ones in James 2.13 that we cannot receive mercy if we don't share mercy, see, if we aren't showing other people mercy, God holds back some of his mercy from us. Now, mercy is God's one-way love to us, like protection and, well, like storms or protection and uh, from automobile accidents and other things in our life like this. And if we aren't showing others mercy uh, and we're judging them, uh, well, they're just getting what they deserve. Or, you know, they made their bed. You know, they got to sleep in it and things like this, you know, and just, you know, uh, judgments like that of other people not knowing why they're doing certain things or not having compassion on them even if they're doing wrong you know they might not have the understanding full and everything but if we aren't showing mercy it says that we won't receive mercy or as much as we could have gotten from the Lord and uh, to be prosperous you know like that uh, we got to be obeying God's word and will because he can't help us prosper if we're not going his direction and uh, see 2 Timothy 1.9 it says he saved us and called us to a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace created in Christ Jesus before the world began now it's evil not to seek his will in the first place but if you aren't seeking his will for that special holy calling in your life you're going to miss the blessings that he has down that path to that holy calling for you see so he, he can't bless you and other things he's doing in the way he wants to because you'd keep going that way. He's still going to bless you and, and 
protect you and living your life and everything, but it's not going to be to the magnitude and everything that he wants to bless you as you go down his path. See what I'm getting at? You, we have a predestined path of service. None of us are predestined to heaven or hell for salvation, but each one of us have a predestined path of service. And, and you'll never have the joy and the fullness of God's blessings in your life until you set yourself to seek his predestined path for you in service. Now, so uh, set yourself right now to seek the Lord for his special calling in your life. You're that special to him. He has something for you. In fact, uh, you know, John the Baptist uh, didn't uh, heal people. He didn't raise any from the dead. He didn't prophesy and all this thing, except for one thing. He told them, the Lord is coming. Our Messiah is coming. He's on his way. That was the message John the Baptist had for his special holy calling, and that's what he did. Now, Jesus, talking about John the Baptist, said there's no other man born of women in the Old Testament that's greater than John the Baptist. But John the Baptist is, you know, to, for those of us in the kingdom of heaven, it said is even greater than John the Baptist, but no other person in the Old Testament. And the reason he was saying that was, you know, they, they were prophets back there that, you know, raised people from the dead. And, you know, they were prophets that did these other great things. Moses with his staff, God split the waters and everything. But he's saying that John the Baptist, there was none greater than him. Why? He did exactly what he was told to do. He wasn't told to heal. He wasn't told to prophesy these other great things like that. He was just told to speak that the Master is coming and pave the way, open the way for Jesus' ministry and to, for recognition of Jesus, John the Baptist introducing it. And he said that uh, he was greatest of the Old Testament in fulfilling his ministry. And that's the way it'll be for you, for me, for each of us. When we stand before Jesus, it's, what's going to be determined is how we tried to fulfill that special holy calling he has for us and serving him by faith, by acceptance and obedience to his word. Now, today I'm going to talk specifically now about faith, acceptance and obedience to God's word. How, what does that have to do with us dying this physical death? Uh, one of my favorite chapters on this was when I, uh, through the years, Psalms 91, but 14 to 6. Talking about us now, we, you know, the scriptures for each of us, or who, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Now see, it's God here saying that he will deliver this person because he set his love upon God. His, you know, direction in life, his time, his effort said, I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, with long life, why would that be in there if there wasn't something that might change the length of our life? If, if like people say, well, if it's my time to die, you know, nothing going to keep you know from it everything like this you know and preachers even preach and teach it all across our nation that we have a set time to die and and that's fixed nothing you can do see that's not true with long life will I satisfy him and show him myself there wouldn't be any reason for that phrase in that scripture if our time to die was set and fixed okay and it's not Psalm 61 6 Thou will prolong the king's life, his years, as many generations. Here again it says he'll prolong the king's life. And now again, remember the scripture I read a while ago. God is not a respecter of persons. So you can put in here that, that you're just as important as whatever, whoever this king was this verse was talking about, that God will prolong your life. But how or why or how do you get him to or whatever? Well, Proverbs 4.10, Hear my son, receive my saying, and that the years of your life shall be many. Okay, just a choice, you know, of, of hearing God's word and saying. Deuteronomy 30, 1920 says, God says to the children of Israel, there, he says, I call heaven and earth to record this day. I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both you and thy seed may live. 
that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life. See, God is our life. He's the one that allows us to take the next breath from right now, the next heartbeat from right now. John 6.63, Jesus says, My words are spirit and they are life. See, his words are spirit and life. So when we're receiving his words into our heart, faith, you know, that he speaks to us, we're receiving his spirit in us, and we're receiving life through that spirit in us. So the more of God's word we receive, the more of his spirit and life we're receiving in us. Now God goes on and says, He is my life, and the length of thy days. See, the length of thy days, see, we're not set to die at a certain particular time off out in the future. Get that out of your head because, see, if a devil can get you to believe in that, when you're in that hospital bed or when you're doubled over sick with something like this, uh, all of a sudden like it comes upon you, you know, you don't have to just give up. You don't have to just give up and take the doctor's word. you got six weeks to live. you got, you know, a week to live or something like this. The doctor ain't got anything to do with it. Jesus is our life. His words are the spirit and life in us. God is our life, His Spirit in us, Christ, Christ, the living Word in us, the creator of the universe that lives in us, Christ in us, can certainly recreate things in us if He created the universe in the first place and created in us a new heart, a new life. He can still do it. He hasn't lost any power. He says, He is our life and length of days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear to thy fathers. Now, see, God is not a respecter of persons. If he told those people in the Old Testament, our promises are based on Jesus and his, you know, uh, perfect walk of faith and his shed blood on the cross and, and like this, and his resurrected spirit living in us. They didn't have that. We have a closer and better relationship, Jesus said, than all the people of the Old Testament, even John the Baptist. Our relationship. He that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than even John the Baptist, he said. Now, Proverbs 11, 19. As righteousness tends to life. Now, what is righteousness? Righteousness comes to us through acceptance and obedience to God's word to faith. Righteousness is from faith. Our faith of accepting and obeying God's word. So, our accepting obeying God's word, faith, righteousness, tendeth to life. So he that pursueth evil pursueth it of his own death. But now, we're receiving God's word, his living word, Christ in us, as we, you know, accept God's words into our heart. Proverbs twelve twenty eight, In the way of righteousness is life. Again, righteousness. In the way of righteousness, accepting and receiving God's word into our heart brings righteousness, but it also here it says, is the way of life. Proverbs 18.21 Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Um, then uh, Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of righteousness is tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. The fruit of righteousness, acceptance and obedience to God's word, uh, will lead us in to sharing with people that they can receive God's word and his love and blessings and there'll be a tree of life you might say how many trees of life are back in your background how many people have you uh, shared God's word with and the joy of what he's done for you and what he'll do for them and they've turned to him and now they are a tree of righteousness they are a tree uh, you know of a person you know accepting and obeying God's word to faith through righteousness Okay, he that winneth souls is wise. So now, if you want wisdom, like it says in uh, James chapter one, uh, God gives more wisdom to those that you know uh, lack wisdom. If we call out to him, he, he doesn't you know hold it back from us or anything. He that winneth souls is wise. Says in Proverbs eighteen, uh, excuse me, Proverbs eleven thirty. So if you want to be wise, seek wisdom, which is Christ in us, and He'll help you then to learn to you know share with people so that they can receive him in their heart as personal Lord and Savior but uh, but if you want to be wise he that wants souls is wise so set your purpose as you're seeking God's special holy calling to help others learn about Jesus and receive him as their personal Lord and Savior 
Matthew 4 4. God said, one of the things he quoted back to the devil, you know, like in fighting the devil, he quoted uh, uh, Deuteronomy, where it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See, that is wisdom. His words are wisdom and life to us. Psalm 34 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around about them and fear him and delivers them. Psalms 116, 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. See, there's no such thing as accidental death, you know. Uh, sometimes we hear about people dying, accidents, things like this and everything. The Lord is right there present with every person that leaves this physical earth. He's right there when they're born. He's right there when they die. And, you know, he, you know, they aren't born if he doesn't allow it. And, uh, you know, they're not, uh, they don't die if he doesn't allow it. So it's just, you know, God is there. Every breath is from God. Proverbs 19, 23, 23. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life. He that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. The fear of the Lord. If you're going to fear some fear missing God's great and special promises to you. Fear may be, you know, uh, being unpleasing to him. Set yourself to seek the Lord like that. Now, in Ecclesiastes 7, 11 says, Wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Now, see, that's wisdom. Christ, like it said up here before, the wisdom is the Word of God, the living Word of God. In 1 Corinthians one twenty four, it says, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the living Word. And that's what we need to be seeking, God's living Word for our situation. Now, I want to read you a short story here real quick. God is not a respecter of persons. doesn't matter if a person is a king or a pauper. God loves each person with a 100% total love. He doesn't have different levels of love. And his uh, response to people is based on our response to him and his word of receiving it or not. He doesn't respect people for just who they are, what positions they're in here on earth. That doesn't mean it to him, anything to him. He just wants us to be in his calling for our life. Now, he's not a respecter of persons. He loves everybody. In 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through 5, the king, Hezekiah. God sent the prophet Isaiah to him. In those days was Hezekiah sickened to death. The prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now, see, that's from God through the prophet to him. Well, evidently the king didn't like that particular prophecy, you know, hearing that, and you wouldn't like it either when the guy on the phone says you have cancer or something like this, you only got six weeks to live or whatever like this. You know, you don't want to hear that from them either. Okay. Do what Hezekiah did. Verse 3. No, excuse me, verse 2. And he, King Hezekiah, turned his face to the wall away from the prophet and started praying, started talking to the Lord right then. Be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplication. Let your request be known to God. Hezekiah then turned right then and let his uh, supplication, you know, his prayer and his request be known to God. Verse 3 then, immediately, he said, this is prayer. I beseech you, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart. Now, see, he, he didn't work with a perfect heart like we think of Jesus was perfect, but he had a heart that he was seeking God the best he could in, you know, that Old Testament day. And, you know, most of us are trying to do that, too, I hope, you know, like that, to seek the Lord best we can. But anyway, even though it sounded like he's bragging a little bit here, God still answered his prayer. Oh, again, now, I beseech you, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. Truth now is God's word. Uh, Jesus in John 17, 17, Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. So he's walked according to the Lord, according to God's word, as best he can. And I have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. The very next verse in, how quick God responded. And it came to pass before Isaiah, the prophet, had gone out the middle court of the castle, you know, like that. The word of the Lord came to him saying, Turn again. Tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thee. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day thou shalt go up to the house of the Lord. On the third day. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years. Now, uh, I don't know who you are out there listening to everything like that. You talk to the Lord. Honest prayer to the Lord. 
Now here, Hezekiah, you know, just remembered, you know, reminded the Lord that he had been, you know, walking and trying to serve him, you know, and, and, and follow his word and everything. You may not have that kind of record, but you can start today. See, ask God's forgiveness. Get your heart back right with the Lord and everything and whatever it is. If you've, if you've failed to teach or preach and everything, say, oh, Lord, please forgive me. Please come in and repent. You know, that's revival right now. You can have revival in your heart right now. Turn back to the Lord with all your heart and turn to him and cry out to him like that. Now, God's not a respecter of persons. I don't know whether he'll heal you and give you 15 years like Hezekiah, but, you know, he loves you as much as he did Hezekiah. He loves you as much as he love Jesus because God loves everybody with a perfect love he doesn't have different levels of love God is love and that's just all there is to it now if you're going down and read the next few verses 7-11 Hezekiah said you know uh, he's given me two prophecies now you know one says I'm going to die and one says I'm going to live uh, but he knew how to find out he turned to him and asked uh, what will be a sign that you know uh, God's going to do this because he knew if the prophet was speaking God's word, God would back up his word. And um, as I told him, then uh, shall the shadow on the sundial go down, uh, go back 10 degrees or forward 10 degrees? Uh, Hezekiah said, let the shadow on the, on the sundial go back 10 degrees. Hezekiah then prayed and asked the Lord, you know, uh, to show Hezekiah that he was truly speaking his father's word, God's word through him. And it did. Uh, when he finished praying, the shadow on the sundial, God moved the sun and the earth in their orbits and moved the shadow on the sundial backwards 10 degrees to prove to King Hezekiah that God was speaking through Isaiah and that Isaiah wasn't a false prophet, that Isaiah hadn't just made those up himself, but it was God speaking through Isaiah to him and the shadow on the sundial went back 10 degrees. God moved the earth and the sun in their orbits to back up one of his prophets, to back up his word through his prophet. That's why we have to speak God's word truthfully, like ambassadors, not change his word. In um, Proverbs 35 and 6 says, Every word of God is pure, a shield, and put their trust in. Add thou not to it, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Now, if Isaiah hadn't been speaking God's word, the shadow wouldn't have moved. God wouldn't have backed it up to him. And then Hezekiah would have known that the prophet was lying if God hadn't have backed that up. But see, God backed it up, showed Hezekiah that it was God's word through the prophet Isaiah that he was going to live and give him 15 more years. Now, for us, that's not a respecter of persons. See, Old Testament, New Testament, I read those early like that. Uh, he loves you as much as he's loved anybody that's ever lived on this earth. He's concerned about you. And it says, you know, the he just wants fellowship with you. Proverbs 61 again says, Thou will prolong the king's life in his many generations. Uh, Proverbs 4.10 again, Hear my son, receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. He set before us life or death. Righteousness, acceptance, and obedience to God's word is life. See, so turn to the Lord with all your heart right now. If you're out there listening and you've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, just a simple prayer of committing your heart and life to the Lord. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of my sins. Come into my heart. Put your spirit in me. And I give you my life. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. A simple little prayer like that. But see, what it's based on is like God spoke through the prophet uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36, 26. And he says, a new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I'll give you a heart of flesh, and I'll put my spirit in you. See, so just ask God to forgive you your sins. Invite him to come in and cleanse your heart from the sins. First John 1, 9 says that... Um, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, cleanse us from all our rejection of his word, to cleanse us from unbelief, all unrighteousness. Now we'll have our heart open to receive him and his word in our heart. Okay, 
So if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what happens then as he prophesied or spoke through the prophet Ezekiel about the new covenant in uh, based you know with uh, Jesus as the foundation of our new covenant. Because we call out to Jesus, he sends back his living word to us in Christ in us, our hope of glory, his living word into our heart to create in us a new heart, the new life. Christ in us. Romans uh, 8 9 says, Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, we're all born as, you know, his creator. I mean, creations. Uh, he's created us, you know, when we're born. So we're his creation. But to become a child of God, we've got to receive his spirit into us and receive the forgiveness of our sins, a cleansed heart. And then he comes to live in our heart, puts his spirit in us, and we're children of God. Like Galatians 4, 6 says, And because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now the spirit of his son was Christ, Christ in Jesus here on earth. So again, Galatians 4, 6 and 7, And because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, Christ, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Daddy, Father. Wherefore you are no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then heir of God through Christ. We're born into the family of God, and Jesus says that you must be born again. Born into the family of God by his spirit Christ coming into our hearts. Colossians 1.27 says, and Christ in us, our hope of glory. The created Christ of the universe lives in our hearts. And in uh, one of the greatest healing scriptures would be uh, Romans 8.11. It says, Now if the spirit of him that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken, enliven, in other words, quicken your mortal body. See, he will quicken in our bodies. His spirit's in us now as Christians. All we've got to do is seek him and, and get him to just quicken his spirit to enliven our body. And that's, you know, one of the greatest healing scriptures there is. Now, if the spirit of him that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth and liveth in you. See, so he's there with you right now. We just need to get our hearts right. And don't be so concerned about do you have enough faith or not. Just seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, his promises, everything. Seek his presence. Start praising him, counting your blessings, thanking him. Ephesians 5, let's see, 19, let's see. 1920 says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always to the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, there's so many things that you can do right now. Searching the scriptures. Just start singing and praising the scriptures back to the Lord and like this. And just, you know, receiving him in his spirit of his words. She says, my words are spirit in their life. Receiving his words and his spirit into your heart. And right now, your life can be changed forever. And you don't have to be concerned about a specific time to die, that maybe it's my turn or something like that. The devil's just trying to get you not to pray. If you if you just give up and think, well, it's too late now for anything. I just give up. And everything. The devil's got you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he hasn't. It's never too late. Four days after Lazarus died, Jesus went and prayed. said, Father, I know that thou hearest me always, but I say these things that these people here standing by might know that thou hast sent me. Lazarus, come forth. And then God, the Spirit of Christ, raised Lazarus from the dead too and walked him out of there with a grave garment still on him, or whatever you want to call it anyway. So, so it's never too late. Right now is your time with the Lord. Seek him with all your heart. John three sixteen seventeen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, Jesus, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, my revision is this for John 3.16. For God so loved the people of the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, 
that Jesus should endure the loneliness, the suffering of the perfect walk of faith, and the painful sufferings of his seven sprinklings of his blood on the cross, by the crown of thorns, the plucking of his beard, the nails in his two feet, the nails in his two hands, and the terrible stripes on his back, that Jesus would go through all this suffering. God allowed these sufferings in his mercy so that all of God's already pre-elected and predestined people prior to birth to die and go to heaven, that they would actually die and go to heaven. That sounds so ridiculous. If only predestined or elected people prior to their birth go to heaven, then there would have been no need for the work and suffering of Jesus. No one's destiny would or will ever be changed by Jesus' suffering and death on the cross for our sins and salvation, because everything required for our salvation would have already been done prior to our birth by God's act of electing and predestining us to heaven or hell before birth. After God has predestined us to heaven or hell, there would be no need or no more to be done in heaven and earth. It would already be finished before our birth. So what's happening here is the devil hates Jesus so much that he's come up with this Calvinist, devilish, deceived theology that would have us think that we're predestined or elected prior to birth to go to heaven or hell, and that would make all the suffering and work of Jesus as our Savior totally unnecessary, totally worthless, and Jesus totally useless. For his life and death on the cross would not change anything prior to, you know, people dying and going to heaven or hell. Because it's already been done by God predestining and electing them to heaven or hell before we were born. See how ridiculous that is? Good day. God bless you. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at rahardin.com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network.
RN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. 